welcome back, everybody. It's time once again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. And boy, have we got a big deal today, right, John Gutierrez? Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again to our community podcast show, Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, Senior Vice President here. We have another great guest with us today. We have Ms. Betty Martinez Franco, who is the founder and CEO of Prisma Communications, a multicultural public relations agency. She serves as the representative for Ford Motor Company, overseeing uh, Hispanic communications outreach efforts on the West Coast. Welcome, Ms. Betty Martinez Franco. Well, thank you so much for having me here. All right, let's just get your mic right there, and we got sound. You're good? Yes, and, and first and foremost, for everybody listening and tuning in, we want to thank Betty Martinez here, Franco, for also supporting our toy drive, which is coming up December 7th, next week already. We're excited to have you guys support and be a part of it, and it's going to be really cool because you're also bringing a truck Yes, yeah, so we are bringing a four expedition Timberlake, which uh, it's a four by four car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, w- once you see it, you're gonna fall in love with it. It's one of the largest SUVs that Ford has in the market. Um, we're gonna decorate it with Christmas holiday uh, decorations, so people can take pictures and just. Have fun with it. Yeah, have fun with it. And it's going to also help us transport the toys that we're all going to gather that night at our fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Can I get more sound on this, Paul? I'm sorry. You want more? Did you? A little bit more sound. Did you pay the sound bill today? (laughs) (laughs) I know what's going on with this, Paul. All right. The other thing I want to mention is when I was a kid growing up, one of my favorite cars was the Ford Bronco. It was actually my brother in law's. Uh, Shout out to my brother in law, Joe. Mm -hmm. He had a Ford Bronco. Eddie Bauer edition and it was the coolest thing ever it had like just really nice interior Mm -hmm. and one of the coolest trips that I had with this Ford Bronco you're smiling because you know the Ford Bronco right isn't it the new the new one is just wow yeah isn't it it's just insane right but this Ford Bronco I can't remember what year was it must have been like in the 80s right we took it to to San Francisco to take my grandpa who had just arrived from Mexico wanted to go see his daughter who hadn't seen in years and it was a trip he had to take. And we go to San Francisco to see his daughter, my aunt. And we come back and he enjoys this whole trip to San Francisco, right? He returns to Mexico. Mm-hmm. The minute he arrives in Mexico, he falls asleep and passes away. It's a sad story, but it's also a great story because we have all these memories of my grandpa in this Ford Bronco, in this trip, you know? And it's such a cool story because he knew he almost knew he was going to pass away, right? Yeah. But he wanted to go visit his daughters that lived up north and obviously my mom who was here locally. But this Ford Bronco played such a cool role in my grandpa's life and our life. And we have pictures in this. It's like a maroon or something in Eddie Bauer interior. Really nice, mm-hmm. by the way. But the new one, the new Ford Bronco, wow. It's to die. <laughs> Isn't it's it? Just, I... My son wants one, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're amazing. And... Uh, you can order it and just put everything you want from interior. I, I just came from the LA Auto Show. I saw that. Yeah. Man. That I saw all the Broncos that they modify and yeah. do all these cool things that 
people that love off-roading, it's just you can it's a paradise for people that love off-road off-roading with the Bronco. Yeah, and so, and the Ford 150, man, that's such a popular truck. Mm -hmm. I see that everywhere. Yeah. Right? And and you know, uh Ford it's been a brand with Latino a population. I think this is something that we when we first come here to this country, uh, and we think of our first car is either Mustang or an F-150. That's so true. That's true. It's a very loved brand by Latinos. I actually can say that growing up, you're right, the Ford Mustang, the the, the 5.0. Mm -hmm. Everybody talked about that. I remember like in the 90s, you know, the new, my cousin had a red one convertible, just beautiful car. I mean, the speed in it was just the power. You could, when you, it's luxury and power, right? Yeah. The Mustang. So, so Ford Bronco, Right. First mm -hmm. of all, Expedition, Ford Bronco, the Mustang, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and the Ford F one fifty that everybody knows about, right? Exactly. And are we allowed to mention that Lincoln's part of Ford, right? Yes, they are part of a Ford. Um, however, we are not very involved in the. Well, I'm I'm not very involved in the communications plan. From time to time, we help, but not super involved. But they I mean, have Ford us. is such a big. I mean, yeah. company, obviously, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about you because this is something we like to go into the show. Let's talk about you and how you ended up in this career, in this you know industry, because we know you have your own uh, Prisma Communications PR company. Can you share a little bit about your journey and how you got to this point? Yeah, no, I mean, right from the beginning, I uh, was studying in Mexico communications um, right when I met my then husband, and then we decided we were young and we didn't even know what we were doing, right? So like, okay, let's go to the United States. He was living already here. What part of Mexico can we say? That? Uh, yes, Morelia. Morelia. Morelia, Michoacan. That's where my mom's from. Oh yeah, Morelia, oh. Michoacan. We're paisanos. Beautiful. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm from Monterrey, but I consider myself Moreliana. Because that's the the main city, right? Yes, that's okay. the capital. The capital. My right. mom is from Pajacuaran, okay. so in Michoacan is yes. still. There's so. a lot of around it, but yeah. Morelia is the place that yes. a lot of people go to. Exactly. Mm. And uh, we came here not even thinking about that we should have, I mean, at least I should have gotten a passport. So we crossed the border uh, illegally, I know. it's. Uh, but there's a reason why, we won't go deep into yeah. it, but you were basically leaving a difficult situation in Mexico. I was just really just out of love. Really? Yeah. So yeah. it was just being a rebellious, in love Type of menudo song. Yes. Right? Exactly. Back in the day, menudo was big in Mexico exactly. and all over the world, that famous band. Yes. And they were talking about all these love journeys, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was me. I, I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm always being a dreamer. And it's just like, okay, I think that we can make this work. We came here and it just, we crossed the border. It was a whole ordeal and I can talk to you another time. But yeah, once we cross the border, things start getting hard for us because we, did, we again, we were so young. We were, he was 18, I was 20. Wow. And uh, we didn't know what we were Very doing. scary to yes. be that young into a whole new world. Yeah. I mean, I know because my dad talks about that. Yeah. Well, he used to talk about it before he passed away. He used yeah. to talk about how difficult it is to come into a new world where you don't know the language, the culture. Depending exactly. on what year you came, my dad came when there was very few Hispanic people here, so that was even mm -hmm. more difficult. So what was that like, arriving to a whole new world? I mean, what 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 was that like, the challenge? So, see, even though I wasn't in the position of like other people that come here that's um, because of need, uh, economical need, I turned into 
the entire population that needs to work for for living and I never work in my life. So when we couldn't find work here in LA where his family live, we decided to try uh, the fields in Washington state. So we traveled to Washington state and um, started working in the fields, never working in my life. I was a middle-class child. Wait, you <laughs> never worked in your whole life and you go work in the fields. Yes. I know the world of the fields because my dad worked in the fields yeah and i know how hard that is i mean that's not your average hey we're working at a warehouse job mm -hmm. you know doing other stuff you know ironing clothes or something or you know no this is you're talking about like hard work in the sun yeah yeah well in, in this case in the cold in the cold yeah in the cold that's right because yeah. you're talking about washington, washington state wow so it, it, it was a humbling experience to say the least uh, you know the term fresa? Of course. I was a fresa in Mexico. You know, I almost said that earlier. <laughs> I almost said that earlier when you said, I came from Mexico for money and all that. And I was like, and, and it crossed my mind. <laughs> Wait, this is, is she a fresa girl? Because I've heard that term yeah. from other people. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I normally don't, you know, say that word because I thought it was like a bad word or something. Yeah. And so, so you, you came from being a, in a fresa world to being like a really hardworking like Paul wants to know what you, is a fresa. You got to tell me what oh. a fresa is now. So spoiled like, brat. Yeah, like a valley girl. A valley girl. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Guess. dude. Yeah, I, I even have the accent of. The oh yeah, when you go to Mexico, Paul, you you can tell who are the fresa people. The way they talk. So what did your father do? He is an engineer. He was an engineer. Yes. Okay, so you just you were taken care of, and you're just a yeah. That's why she didn't work. You said right yeah. growing up, you yeah. didn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Your dad did okay. He was yeah. fine. And yeah. suddenly, daddy's girl leaves the country to go to another world and she's working in the fields yes what was that like for like your parents and and i mean that's they were not happy my dad uh, what are you doing basically yeah, my right? dad was like you need to come back like what are you doing but i'm very also yeah rebellious stubborn. like yeah. the song menudo there's yes, songs exactly. like that exactly <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a stubborn too and i i'm very resourceful so i say you know what we're gonna make it work that's okay but things turned to the worst uh, with my ex. I went through domestic violence for seven years until I decided to actually escape that environment. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, wow. and, and went to uh, women's shelters. Um, but that was the, I think the most scary part of my life because I really didn't know. He put me down and told me, you cannot do anything without me, right? Wow. So to just go into this world where I was depending completely on him, I mean, I went from my parents to him and depending on him, it was scary, right? And I have to do all these things for my kids. So I say, well, I mean, I'm here and I'm, let's do it. Again, my parents wanted me to go back and I say, nope, let me just try. I'm gonna try. You it. wanted to prove that you could do it on your own. Oh yeah. Right? Of course. Again, so. the stubborn in you that you mentioned earlier. Yes. So I did it. And um, although I had to do babysitting, which was amazing for me, I did housekeeping. Uh, but the babysitting actually helped me to really raise my children. And my pulses were really understandable. And I raised amazing children as well. But I didn't have documents. So at that moment, I was just like, I'm over. I'm going to go back to Mexico. And but. For some reason, an opportunity came to get my legal documentation. The moment that I got my green card, I went to OC College and enrolled. 
into college. Here in Santa Ana? Uh, or? Coast College. Oh, OCC. Orange Coast College. Yes, in Costa Mesa, right? In Costa Mesa. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so that's how I started my journey. I started from zero. It didn't matter that I was in college in Mexico. I just, uh, I decided to start from zero. I was going to be a photographer because I thought I couldn't do any uh, professional career because I was too old. And, uh, but uh, talking to counselors, they told me, no, you're never too old. Went to do my associate's degree in communications, transferred to Cal State Fullerton to do my communications and public relations. And from there I did internships and uh, in Telemundo, that was a great experience working in the newsroom. And then- uh, Wait, wait, wait. Let's pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. I love when people are telling their stories, the journey, right? This is why we ask, we call it in sales and marketing, peeling the onion. Right, we we peeling the onion. Right, we're going into it, but when you really think of her story right now, you at one point were working in the fields, mm-hmm. and now you're working for such a huge corporation like Univision. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's 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 look at that. Oh that, yeah, that says a lot. Your journey, where you had gotten to, right? A lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah, because you went to college. Yes, and then decided I'm going to pursue this other dream I have. Yes. Wow. So it, Univision, that, that was, that's huge. Telemundo. I mean, sorry, Telemundo, I'm sorry. Telemundo. What, yeah. What's Telemundo? What is, what was that like to be at Telemundo? Well, the first time I arrived for my interview, actually for my interview, I just, I was amazed because I never imagined how many Latino professionals were in one room. And um, I owe this to my mentor in Cal State Fullerton, Ines Gonzalez. If you see me, it's like, Shout out to yeah. Inez Gonzalez. Yes. Cal State Fullerton is one of our big partners here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. We do a lot with our youth chambers, so shout out to. So that yeah. was one of your mentors. Yes. So she, uh, actually, I have her um, words in my brain. It's like when you have a, an opportunity, just take it because that opportunity will never come back. And the opportunity was to work in Telemundo, drive at midnight wow. to Universal, and uh, my shift was until six in the morning. So it was quite a challenge from Irvine driving to Universal. That, That's a drive. Yeah. That's a drive. Yeah, but I wanted to prove myself, like, because in Mexico I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to uh, be in just telling about what's happening in the wars, because back, back then in the 90s, the wars in Iraq were happening, and I yeah. wanted to be part of it. And, uh, and Do you I, think that? That also played a role in why you wanted to migrate because of the world of, as a journalist, what was going on with the wars in Iraq with the US? Yeah. Because you were so intrigued by that? Yeah, I think so. I wanted to explore the world. Yeah. I wanted you to, regardless of the circumstances. So, I mean, you were in love, which is good too. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. (laughs) And then from there, it's like I decided, you know what? I wanted to be backstage. I don't want to be here. This is. Uh, you cannot control the narrative. You are really working for the people who are sending you the narrative. Narrative, And then I discovered that a lot of companies don't know how to communicate with multicultural uh, communities. They are not putting their effort. They're, they think that one language, like just reaching out in English, might do the trick. And then their sales go flat and they wonder why. Right. Yes, yes. So I thought I could be that gap of uh, connecting companies 
with communities and just trying to teach them how to communicate in their culture. Yes. You know, you, you make such a valid point here at the Orange County Hispanic mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce. One of the things that we've done in the last year or so, year and a half that I've been involved more in the depths of it, Silvia Pizarroso, our, our chair, who's very big proponent on speaking the Spanish language and, like you said, the different layers to businesses mm-hmm. uh, in different languages, right, especially in Spanish. So we worked on making our website also in Spanish. We're working on, you know, information and more information in Spanish because there's a huge, uh, you know, buying market, a huge business world out there in the Spanish community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's good that at, at a young age, at an early age in your career, you saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, I, I continue just uh, exploring the work world of PR. I did uh, a couple of uh, other works in L.A., which helped me. Every PR person wants to work in entertainment, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's where I started. (laughs) So I needed to get it out of my system. And when you say entertainment, what what does that mean? Like TV or just like red carpets? Okay. And um, yeah, not not TV, but like just managing the events events and everything. Celebrities, lights, cameras, (laughs) action. So in, in reality, I'm a PR person. I didn't even realize because I'm always at red carpet events. I'm always doing events with red carpets and the VIPs and all that. Well, I that. Yeah, when I first met you, I thought that you, your career was in PR. Really? So, yeah, so you're a great candidate. There you go. And and here we are in a podcast show. I guess yes. I guess I'm a PR uh, representative or, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, so take us forward to Prisma Communications. This is, you started it, you're the founder of it, right? Yes. Um, is this just, I mean, so rewarding to know that this is your own baby, like this is your own organization, your own business? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something on me since I started this career that I wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know how, right? COVID happened, the company didn't make it, and then I had to quit my company and at that moment, the client that I've been working for four years already said, you know what? We put an notice to your company. If you start your own company, we'll go with you. Wow. Because we really want, like we And this trust one you. client was who? Ford Motor Company. <laughs> Ford Motor. Now, you know, you want to say something amazing, John. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. This is a girl who crosses the border illegally, works in the fields, and then says enough, and says, I'm going back to school again. Went to school in Mexico. I'm going to go to college again. Gets a degree. But ended up at Telemundo. Uh, Telemundo, driving Huge. up there at night, at midnight, to midnight. do the midnight shift. Right? We're doing the summary here. And suddenly, <laughs> the Ford Motor Company on the West Coast says, yes, sir. we would like to follow you. We'd like to be your client. Yes. Yeah. I won't say the word we use in our neighborhood growing up, a.k.a. la, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? She was a, she's the badass, you know? Yeah. like. Well, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, what was that like for you to, to, to that they felt that they believe so much? I mean, that's great. That says a lot about you and, and the relationship you had with them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, you must have gone home and was like, yes. It was a <laughs> combination of emotions. It really? was, I was very excited to be an entrepreneur. I was very nervous to be an entrepreneur. Of course. Because I didn't know a thing of, of course. what... Uh, my clients say, you can start an LLC. Actually, my client guide me. Yeah. If you start an LLC, I'm like, 
oh, I'm Googling everything. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yes. I'll start my LLC. I'll be, I did it. And then it just like, as I, as I was going, it's just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I need to do my own accounting. What? <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. was. You're, 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 you know, forced or thrown into the world of an entrepreneur, which is something that, that today we're, we're sharing more in, thankfully, beyond college and school, because, you know, a lot of that we don't learn in college. And now we're seeing more universities, more colleges. Our chamber does, you know, events. We're, we're supporting more the entrepreneur because mm-hmm. it is very challenging. It is very difficult. Like you said, what is an LLC? What is a SEEP Corp? What is a corporation? Like, right, wait, I have to do my own, you know, billing and collections. And mm-hmm. it's it's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, no. And thanks to SBDC and the Chamber, I've been learning a lot. SBDC yeah. has, has helped you. Yeah. That is yeah. great. Yeah, I take as many workshops as I can. No way. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. great to... Mike Daniels and Ruben Franco, let's give them a shout out for, yes. you know, they work with the SPDC. That is, that's great to hear that you, mm-hmm. you take advantage of those opportunities there. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, have you heard the, the saying of, it is uh, luz de la calle, oscuridad de tu casa? No. Okay. So what does that mean? It's uh, for, for Paul, who doesn't yeah. understand. You're the light of the street and they're, you're the darkness of your own house. So it means that you can do everything for everybody. But when it comes to yourself, you don't do a thing. And that was happening in my own business that I wasn't doing my own social media, even though I'm an expert in social media. Wow. I wasn't doing uh, interesting my own PR, Yes, even though I'm a public relations Well, you know, you know where that comes up a lot? <laughs> I have to tell you, when you go to a salon or you go to a barber yeah. shop and they do your hair, they cut your hair. But when you look at the barber or you look at the lady doing your hair, you're like, how is this person cutting my hair or doing, you know, when yeah. their hair looks horrible, yeah. right? And, and that's very true. They say that about mechanics even. They say that the mechanics drive the oldest, beat up most car, right? Mm-hmm. But yet he's the guy in there fixing your car, right? Yeah. And so it's true. Sometimes we don't, you know, take care of ourselves, right? Exactly. And so you realize that. Yeah, I realized that and I realized that I needed, I think it was more organization more than anything because I knew the foundations of everything that I needed to do to market my own agency good for you so i'm still working with svdc and um i just trying to hone more into my own skills and uh, see myself one of the things that we suffer latinos is the um imposter syndrome and Mm -hmm. i've been suffered that forever just like share with everybody what does that mean so imposter syndrome is when you feel that you're not good enough at doing something but you have already the skills so one of the things it has helped me improve don't get me wrong i mean just because my imposter syndrome it pushed me to go to usc and get my master's in public administration usc yes good job look at you killing it look at her (laughs) now let's get into because we only have a few minutes i know this let's get into the latino uh, ford campaign that you have going on which is abrochata abrochate abrochate Por Amor mm-hmm. uh, campaign. Share with everybody. I know you brought us some really cool stuff here from Prisma Communication, yeah. right? And share the little teddy bear that you got here with everybody. So the teddy bear, we have made it kind of a mascot for the Abrochate Por Amor campaign. Okay. The Abrochate Por Amor campaign uh, from Four Latino it started during Valentine's Day as a gift to our loved ones to tell them that the need of buckling up. Buckling up saved lives. 
According to the National Traffic, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, in 2021, at least 26,000 people died of car crashes. Yes. From those, 50% could have, have been saved by using the... the 56%? 50%. Yes. Wow. They were not wearing the, the seatbelt. That's scary. I know. So we know that now with the holidays and uh, coming up, when people drive the most, there are not just so many distractions, but like, let's say you're going to your family's house and you're having the mom trying to put the pozole in the bag, the mm -hmm. kids complaining that they didn't like the outfits, and the dad is like, come on, let's get going. So when they get into the car, everybody forget to remind themselves to buckle up. Yes. And accidents happen and the kids get projected out. And I don't know the statistics, but I've heard somewhere or seen somewhere that there's a high percentage of where major accidents happen, like literally like a couple miles from your home. It's weird. It's crazy. And I don't know if it's maybe because I'm a sociology major. I love studying human behavior and what happens in our society. And, and it's maybe because when you're leaving your home, you're so comfortable. You're in your couch. You're kind of in a relaxed mode. So you kind of get into the car and you just kind of chill. You, you know, it isn't until you kind of get out in the road that you start focusing. So maybe at the beginning stages, you're just not on high alert, right? You're not mm -hmm. on top of everything. And that's when major accidents can happen. I, it's just interesting to me how that is. There's a high statistics of accidents. Yeah. And well, if you think about it, um, when you are going to the store a block away, it's true. the kids in the back, they don't buckle up. It's like, hey, we're just going. Yeah, we're just going to go around the corner. We did a, a few years ago a campaign, a hundred deadliest days campaign with a drug glasses and we invited the media to drive the cars in an obstacle course. Wow. Imagine with the the mind without any drugs, just with the goggles, the first thing that they forgot to do, guess what was it? Mm. To buckle up. Yeah, yeah. So if you are in your right mind and you forget to buckle up right away, any distraction can be. It's paid. interesting you guys do something like that in healthcare, which is my background. Yeah. We do something where we take young people and we put cotton balls in their ears mm -hmm. and we put, you know, glasses with high, you know, and it's for them to know. And I think they put stuff in their shoes. It's for them to know what an elderly person goes through as you get older, how you can't see and hear and it's hard for you to walk. Yeah. And it's really for them to learn the compassionate side, to have patience when it comes to the elderly, you know, mm -hmm. when you're caring for them. They can't hear you well. They can't see you well. They can't walk well, right? So that's great that you do that in that industry, right? Because mm -hmm. I think that's it's very important. I, I know as a kid growing up, we, we joke about it, but now that you're on this campaign, mm -hmm. it's not funny because when we were kids, our dads would take us down to Chino Hills to drink. They used to go drink milk with the cows, right? Yeah. Fresh milk. And we'd get up early in the morning. Like I think it's because it was so early at four in the morning, there was no cars. Mm -hmm. They didn't care. So we'd all jump in the back of the truck. I won't say what kind of truck it was because it wasn't your truck, by the way. It was another vehicle. <laughs> okay. um, and we're with, you know, at a camper. We're going on this road trip and we get a flat tire. And I remember all of us kids bouncing in the back everywhere. I mean, it was like six or seven of us bouncing in this truck everywhere. And it was just like the most craziest, scariest thing ever. Thankfully, nobody got hurt. We pulled aside. They fixed the tire and we went on our way. But again, back to the seatbelt thing. Mm -hmm. Today, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You can't be in a truck. You have to have a seatbelt, right? 
So it's good that a lot of the laws have changed, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. For safety purposes. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for supporting our annual tour drive that's coming up December 7th, which is next week on Thursday. As far as a PR company, please let everybody know briefly. They can reach out to you, right? Where can they find you? Yes, so I have a website, prismacommunications.com, and I have also social media, Instagram, Prisma Communications, LinkedIn, Facebook, and my personal, Betty Martinez PR. Betty Martinez PR, mm-hmm. founder and CEO of Prisma Communications. Betty, thank you for being on the show. I know it goes by fast. I know. <laughs> it, th- that's, that's what happens when you're having fun. But we, you know, we want to wish you continued success. What a great story. I'm, I'm pretty sure your parents are very proud of you. You wanted to prove them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that man, Menudo song back in the 80s. Yeah. I'm going to go do my own thing. And, and look at you. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing, the journey, right? The story. So shout out to your mom and dad. What, what's the, their names? Um, my mom is Betty, which she's very sick right now. Oh. Uh, and my dad, Jose. Wow. Pues yeah. le mandamos mucho rezo a tu mamá. Yeah. Que esté Thank bien. You. Okay. Y este, muchas gracias, Betty, por estar en el show. We got to go a little bit Spanish. Yes. ¿Verdad que sí? Sí, claro que sí. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in again, folks, to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We'll have another great guest next week. Again, please follow us on social media at OCHCC, uh, which is our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Instagram, Facebook, And you could always go to OCHCC.com to learn more about our chamber and all we're doing in the community to help small businesses and everyone else in the community, all of our nonprofits and our colleges. So tune in next week. Paul, take it away, sir. Wow. Well, there's another great reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community. People like Betty here. As we look at the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation.